This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everyone. Hello, it's Todd Berry, Todd Berry Podcast. It's, uh, it doesn't matter what time it is. (laughs) I just realized it doesn't matter. Let's think about a podcast. Let's just say it's right now live. Oh, my God, live. Live from New York, from a hip neighborhood in New York. Not going to reveal where, but it's happening. It's happening. That's it's the kind of thing where you look at the building, you go, man, I wonder if a podcast is being recorded somewhere in one of those apartments. And the answer is yes. I'm sitting here with Joe List, everyone. Hello. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Are you excited to be here? This is a great apartment. Really? A building, yeah. I've always wanted to live in a building. It feels like a hotel out there. It's I carpeted. Know, it's, it is. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, let's not give too many clues. Yeah, we don't want to give too it's much. The, it's the Dakota, everyone. I but, live in the uh, Dakota. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a building, that Dakota. <laughs> it's a nice building. Yeah, I walked by there uh, all the that's time. Where John Lennon lived, and Yoko lives. That's where I she live. She still lives. Yeah, I live in the Dakota. <laughs> I Yoko's run. here right now. Yoko, she she knocks on my door. She waters my plants <laughs> when I'm away. I need some plants. Do you have any plants in your house? No, I don't have any plants. Where do you live? No plants. I live in Astoria. I live two blocks from my girlfriend, which is an ideal situation. Why is that? Because we have our own place, but we stay at the same house every night. But I, I, I feel awful that I asked why that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these people are like, he's a terrible man. I, uh, I shit and shower. At my, I never shit at my girlfriend's house. That's a good thing to have. That's a good thing that you, you guys don't shit in the same place. Yeah, that is nice. Right? That is nice. You know, I don't want to blow the place up, and then she hates me and thinks I'm an animal. And then, I, you know, I keep all my food at my house. And then if we get in a fight or whatever, I can go home. We never fight. But... You never fight? Not really, no. Do you, um, what if you got in a fight and had to take a shit? That would be perfect, right? You're like, you could use that. I got to go do that. So you do you announce? This is not something I plan on talking about, but that's the beauty of my podcast. <laughs> is that we're talking about this. Is that something you announce that, um, that you, uh, are going to go take a shit? No. <laughs> I mean, I'll go home and shit. I try to do all my, you know, again, uh, sorry, we went right into shitting. But, yeah, it's uh, all right. Uh, you know, I try to do all my shitting and showering in one fell swoop, you know. Right. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. You know what I mean? You might want to, you might want to separate those two things. <laughs> well, you shit and then you shower. Oh, my God. What a terrible, great conversation. <laughs> This is already better than I thought it would be. No. I, guess, I guess that's not really the main attraction of living two blocks apart. It's not the shit. I threw is the shitting ever, out early. Is it ever too close? I guess it never is too close because you have no, your private space. No, because some people date and they got a girlfriend in Brooklyn and they live, you know, on the Upper West Side as you do. And, uh, you know, it's like a, it's a hall down there. I don't think we'd be together if we lived, you know, if it was a, an inner borough relationship. Yeah. The two blocks makes it nice and easy. Even if you get in a big fight, you're like, ah, what am I going to do? She lives two blocks from me. I might run and turn. Do you think people can hear that fan that I have on? 
I don't know. We don't have cans. We don't have cans. I know. We don't have. Don't tell people we don't have cans. Those are headphones. But why don't you say something while I run and shut that? Uh, all right. I'm. Uh, my name's Joe List. I'm gay, and uh, I'm just kidding. I have a wonderful girlfriend who lives two blocks apart. I have my own podcast, but I'm coming apart as soon as you walked away. What a wonderful thing I just did. Anyone else would have? Because I record this thing in QuickTime. Oh, I like it's means. the most bare bones. It's it's half a step better than recording on an iPhone. Oh, okay. So there's not like, I would have had to stop and start over to shut that fan off, but I made that fun, right? Yeah, I think so. People are like, wow, this is a real loosey-goosey show. So you live two blocks away from your girlfriend. Indeed. Is that, did that happen just coincidentally? Or? Uh, yeah, she just lived there. We were friends before, and then she, that was part of it. We were friends I was like, well, I'm, we're friends. We're both comedians, and uh, I'm attracted to her, and she lives two blocks away. We should date. That's basically how I presented it to her, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, it took some real, uh, it took some real convincing. Where'd you go on your first date? I don't think we really had a first date. Uh, we had just been friends for like three years. Who needs like, a well, first well, date when your both apartments are within two yeah, blocks? Yeah, exactly. If we lived in different boroughs, then maybe. So you just kind of got together. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and it was just whatever for a while, but now I think we're in love and all that crap. Really? And yeah. it's, it's Sarah, to how do you say Sarah? Sarah Talamash. Talamash. She yeah. worked with me in Houston, right? If yeah, I believe. Yeah. I believe I'm, I'm Yeah, she's a Houston. Houston gal, and she's really funny. And, yeah, uh, she is. She's a good comic, sweet gal. I don't see her around the city much. Does she? She does a lot of these. Uh, she's around. She writes for a mod team at UCB, so that takes a lot of her time. A mod team? Mod? Are you I familiar? I don't know what that is. I guess I didn't know what it is either. There's two kinds of sketch at UCB. There's Harold teams and there's yeah, mod I've heard teams. Of Harold. I know about Harold. Oh, do you know about Harold? I mean, I know. Harold is the legendary. <laughs> isn't that their general template for their... I, get, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I thought mod was the thing. Oh. She's been telling me mod is the... Maybe mod's the new Harold. Ooh, this is, <laughs> this this is, is getting, getting spicy. This is, let's go back to shit talk. <laughs> No, so she teach. She writes for them. Yeah, she writes for a sketch team, and uh, so she, and she does a lot of stand. -up. Well, Harold is improv, so Mod sounds like it's not improv. Aha! Uh -huh. That's we figured it out. We got to the bottom of this. <laughs> that's the most basic answer in the world. How, Mod is sketch. Someone was listening, going, oh, "When are they going to figure that out?" That one is, oh my god, these guys are comedians They're in the comedy we, world. We did it. So, so she, but she's around. She does Caroline's a bit now, and she does all these kind of alt shows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Uh, do people ask you if it's weird going out with another comedian? People do. Uh, I, I think it's preferable because we can spend time together but still be doing comedy. You know, she comes right. to the cellar, we have dinner, we're, um, we're doing comedy, but we're still hanging out. Yeah. And she uh, understands a lot of these civilian gals. They're like, what, what are you doing? You, like, you're hanging out all night. Why are you up all night with that legal pad <laughs> tweaking jokes? I'm pretending I do that. Uh, you must do that, though. I tweak in my own way. Not that means do meth, though. Also, I don't. I don't know. I've never I don't, done that. That's stupid. <laughs> that I would I think it might also be a dance. Might be a dance. <laughs> a, tw a twerk. I'm thinking of do you twerking. guys ever tour together. Uh, we just did. We were on Cape Cod this past weekend together. Oh, she uh, performed in front of my parents. Really? Yeah, it was really. Uh, she was very nervous, but my mother loved her. My mother's a good laugh. My mother. I was watching her. She was doing like the shoulder. Yeah. Laugh. She was dying. My mother was dying laughing through the whole set. It was really great. It made me feel good because there's a chance we did this show in uh, Cape Cod, the Cape Cod Comedy Lounge, uh -huh. which is not always great. Really? This room has been there for ten years, but it's seated. I don't know if you've ever done a show like this where everyone's at their own individual table, so it's not like a group. Right. The audience, you're making like eight different tables last, so everyone's sitting with their oh, friends. Oh, is it like big round, like banquet table? Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those deals. Has anyone ever 
Do you ever do you ever tell a club? I brought it up to the guy. He's, he yelled at me. He's like a bit of a nut. He's like, don't worry. The club's fine. Shut up. Oh, that's the worst is the, the set in the ways. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to maybe at least hear I'm, if I'm saying that there's something that could be better? Maybe there's a reason why I'm saying that. Right. Well, I think Except it's I'm just the one on stage. This, well, he's a comic as well. Oh, and he? Uh, he did. He did well. So it was a whole. Th- but the room is always like it's a tough room. And I didn't want to tell her that. Uh, so I was like, yeah, you might not kill. You know how you kind of have to dance around that a room is <laughs> brutal? You might, uh, might bomb in front of my parents. <laughs> but hey, and it's a six-hour drive. And she didn't, uh, yeah, it was a long ride. But she did great. It was really fun. We hung out with my parents all day. Really? Yeah. They live in Cape Cod? No, they live in uh, the South Whitman, Massachusetts. What do they do? Am I allowed to ask? Yeah, you can ask. Uh, my mother is like a secretary. She only works two days a week. She watches my niece and nephew the rest of the time. It's pretty brutal. And my dad, he works at a hospital, but he's like a secretary type. Not secretary. He's a charge of purchasing. Administrative. Yes, there you go. So he purchases... Um, gowns, I gowns. guess. Just, yeah. The, the, the many, many different things that they need to run a hospital. Right. Like, a stethoscope. You can see why there's someone who does that job. Right. So he does that. He's been there that for... That job makes perfect sense. 42 years. Really? Whatever the hell, yeah. He's not a doctor yet? <laughs> <laughs> Funniest thing I've ever said on this. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> good. Not a doctor yet? I wonder if anyone's ever made a variation of that joke. Probably not. I don't think so. That's, I don't think there's a lot of purchasing material out there. A lot of well, hospital you, purchasing. You, have, you, sh- you should put that in your act. I might. We're gonna purchasing. It's, I have to wait. Still not a doctor. I have to wait till my dad dies to do dad material because they come to too many shows. My parents come to all my New England shows. Do they? So I can't. I have to really tiptoe around material about my dad. I change it to my uncle if I have a dad joke or something. My uncle, who has the same job as my dad, <laughs> although he doesn't. <laughs> I'm just hoping that uh, my my dad doesn't know what his brother does for a living. Well, this is a true story. I, I, I used to drink a lot, and now I don't drink. And I do a joke about. This is a true story. My mother says "happy" to describe drunk uh-huh. instead of like hammered. She'll yeah. be like, "We were getting, we all, all getting, drunks. We were said, all getting happy. happy yeah, we were getting happy last night. Yeah. That's how she talked." So I was saying, you know, that that'll plant the seeds of alcoholism in you when you're eight years old and you think happy means inebriated. Well, you're supposed to be happy, right? Yeah. So uh, I do that joke, but I switch it to my family to make it very broad. But no one else in my family does say that. Just my mother specifically. But I don't want her to feel guilty for. You could say I have people in my family who say right. happy. I have a person I have in my family. Kind of family where one of us in the family, not me, could be my mom. <laughs> is a real good chance a woman. It's a lead female character in my one family. Of the, one of the uh, yeah, one of the starring roles in my family. But you don't want to make I don't want to make her feel guilty for me having a drinking problem. You know. So how long did kinda... you? Can I ask you about that? How long did you? Oh sure, you can ask me anything. I'm pretty open guy. We can really? talk. I'm, I was just talking I'm about very, shitting. I, I just when people come on my show, like, what do you, I won't talk about anything you don't want to talk about. Oh, I, I throw it all right really? out there. Right, well, yeah, yeah. Be uncomfortable. Oh, great. Because I'm gonna get, fuck. I'm gonna get deep. <laughs> I like that show, going deep. I've never seen that show. Uh, he was a guest on my podcast. Oh, wow. just in case he's listening and he thinks I stole the title of his. Uh, I guess getting deep doesn't mean I stole the title of his. No, TV show. I bet there's I a porn. All that. There's probably a porn yeah, somewhere called porns. Getting Deep. So how long were you? Uh, when did you stop drinking? I stopped drinking uh, like a year and a half ago, December twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. Were you really pounding them? Yeah, I was drinking a, plet- a lot. I drank a lot, like five a day. 
Um, probably on average more than that. Really? That would be like a that would be like a night off. I'd be like if I had like four beers and two shots. I'd be like, be oh, like, I didn't really drink last night. That would be if you were driving cross country. Right. <laughs> I would always drink in the car. My my family too. We would really? Just drink physically, drink and drive. Seriously? If it was the daytime, yeah. That was like Nate Bargatze and uh, Dan Soder. I'm sure you know those yes. guys. They came up to do this uh, fire. My uncle's a firefighter, and I put on a benefit every year. Uh-huh. And they came up to do it, and uh, we were all driving over. We were all drinking all day before the show, and uh, my parents were driving us over. They're like, "We're gonna head over." And then Nate was like, "Oh, I have a full drink." And my dad was like, "So do we." And they were just drank, we just drank Captain and Cokes in the car ride. Oh my god! Including, like, in a coffee mug or whatever. Yeah, it's not. I'm not concerned about what kind of mug or glass you used. <laughs> That's not really what my uh, yeah. I, well, my I safety to, concern is. Well, they weren't drunk at the time. I used to try to do a bit about this. It never worked because people probably didn't agree. But I think you should be allowed to drink while you're driving as long as you're not drunk. Doesn't that make some amount of sense? Like if you're first, if you're having your first beer while you're driving, what difference does it make? Uh, I think that's one of those slippery slopes. <laughs> Which I never quite understood that term, but I think I know what it means. That's probably, it sounds like a racial slur. Well, it'd be like a thing where you like, if you were saying you can't drink and drive, you probably can't have a drink while you're driving. It'd be <laughs> right, kind right. of like a confusing message to give. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get, I get why. But in my weird thinking, it doesn't... You, well, if it was like your first drink and you're driving 10 minutes and you're not slamming it, I guess. That's but, essentially what we were doing. It's still, and you're, he's a firefighter who was driving drunk? No, no, no. We're on our way to a firefighter's <laughs> oh. benefit. All right. No, it was a purchaser. A purchaser. <laughs> How was your dad? So does your dad right. still do that? Uh, occasionally, yeah. yeah. They'll drink and have a, a cocktail. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast. Do you want to not talk about that? No, I don't, I don't mind talking about it. I just don't want to incriminate anybody later. Okay. The cops are going to, if it's a cop, okay. or there's a Whitman cop listening to this, okay. he's going to uh, stake out my dad. I'd say there's a really good chance neither your dad nor a woman <laughs> cop are listening to the Todd Berry podcast. I can't even get comedy fans to listen to it. That's not true. Thousands of people. I imagine there's a lot of people listening there, to I, this. It's kind of hard to know. You have a podcast, right? Yeah, and the producer tells us that thousands of people listen to that. It's thousands called Tuesdays with Stories, if I may plug it. it. It's doing really well. We get a lot of emails and, and tweets and whatnot. I'll cut out the plug. What, uh, <laughs> what, is, what is it about? It's uh, Mark Norman and I, and uh, the idea, I had this idea to actually do a thing years ago about to have a bunch of comics get together on a Tuesday afternoon, because people are still traveling on Monday, and we right. all get together and we talked about what we just did that weekend. You can't do it on Monday, because a lot of people That's do weird, Sunday shows I was and fly ask back. You, when, you, when I asked you to do this on Friday... Yeah. And you said, I'm going away for the weekend. I was like, oh, that's a good starting point. I'll ask him what he did on the weekend. Now, I just totally stole your idea. Yeah, that's what we do. That we, is a great idea. We start with that, and then we sort of digress a lot, and we try to just keep it as stories. Occasionally, we have a guest on. Why do you, um, why not Monday? Is, well, it, because, is it too fresh? Well, because Monday, I think, uh, Monday, some people do Sunday shows, and they're still traveling on Monday, so they're not back until Monday's also o'clock. a day to prepare the notes that they need. Indeed. To come into your thing. Right. Prepared. So, uh, we do it on Tuesdays, and then, uh... We went with Tuesdays with stories I came up with, and then uh, one guy, when we did the first episode, tweeted at us, and he wrote, the show is as good as the name does suck, uh, which was real fun. That's, We've got some as shit. As far as uh, people you should block, that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, no, that's a pretty funny, uh, I mean, it's it's a funny backhanded compliment. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I like a good zing. You and know? also, you probably, I mean, you when you're doing a pun, you're sort of uh, you're sort of aware that Right. It's not like it's not like my level of humor really brain. <laughs> well, what's also fun is uh is this not called the Pod Barry podcast? <laughs> people everyone there was like a million 
quote unquote clever people when I came out with the Todd Barry podcast. They're like, Toddcast. Like, right. Do you, you, didn't, you didn't think I thought of that? Right. <laughs> you didn't think I thought of that and rejected Toddcast? Like, they thought, well, I got it. Toddcast. Pod Barry Toddcast. That's what I came up with. But anyway, what's funny about the Tuesdays with story, it's a pun on Tuesdays with more, but yeah. neither one of us has read the book. We don't know anything about it. So people are like, you must be big fans of that too. No, nah, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. No, that's a funny, that's kind of a, it's kind of a great name. Cause it's, well, thank you. It's exactly what the show is. Right. And it's got a funny, even if you don't know the book and the, has nothing to do with the book. I mean, that makes it even funnier that you do a title that has nothing to do with that book. Right. Uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, uh, also, people abbreviate to TWS now. Ever since Marin, everyone does an abbreviation. Oh. I'm on Bobby Kelly's podcast, the You Know What Dude. Everyone calls it YKWD. Now ours is TWS. I wonder if people watch the TBP. Yeah, this is probably Listen TBP. To the TBP. I never you once can, referred to it that. You should check the hashtag TBP. TBP. I bet can someone's I, tweeted. Can I register with the hashtag registry? I think that someone might have uh, tweeted that TBT. Did you, um, so how many episodes have you done? The next one will be our 50th. We've done 49. Really? When did you year. start? September last year. And you do it once a year? Oh, once uh, a week? Once a week, yeah. <laughs> once a year would be great. And you and Mark Norman, you guys old buddies? Uh, good buddies, yeah, old buddies. Well, since 08 or whatever. That dude works hard. He works, yeah, it's it's almost manic. Every time I see him where I'm doing a sad, it's like he he's running and sweating. Yeah, like, he does like five. He, he, his policy is he refuses, he will not say no to any show. Really? So anything he's offered, he says yes to. And then if he has to blow it off, he'll like be like, I got hit by a cab and like make up some oh, really? crazy excuse. Yeah. So he does a lot of canceling? Yeah, but oh, uh, okay. he makes a lot of them because he just runs and he'll, he'll literally run. I've tried doing it. Sometimes, I don't know if you have this in comedy, your peers, you're like, well, this guy, I got to be, I got to be working as hard as this right. guy. Yeah. And then you get a little older and you're like, well, that's not, that's not how I do it. That's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, I've tried to run from one spot to the other. You don't get anything out of the set because I was jogging. I wasn't thinking about my set. The times I have done like five in a night, maybe once I even did six. You kind of you just you're, you're spending the whole time agonizing about getting to the next one. Right. It's not like you're doing it and you're going, "Hey, I'm going to try to tweak that one line I did." Right. You're just like, "I'm going to try to see. Oh, I could take the subway and probably make it." That's, right. That it's, that was always a thrill when I when I did five without taking one taxi. Yeah. That was heaven on earth yeah it is like a high when you figure out the time wise how to do it because also like with new york weekend money even though it's better than la money it's you know you could spend like 30 percent of your yeah. very few people spend 30 percent of their income on getting <laughs> right. to work right i think i did that on sunday i had three spots on top of each i was at the uh the stand the strip and caroline's all within an hour and i had to take two cabs so stand strip oh man yeah that's well, what happened was I, I did the strip first, then I took a cab to get to Caroline's, but uh, Donnell Rawlings was the early show, so the late show was starting very late. I know. I've had that, where you take a taxi, and then you find it. Oh, yeah, the first show's running. You could have yeah, yeah. walked here. So I had, to, I had to leave there, go to the stand, do that set, <laughs> and then take a cab back to Caroline's to close the show instead of opening the show. Okay. That was, was your hot doggy way of getting the headlining spot. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, technically, I didn't headline. Joe Mackey, I'm sorry, Joe Mackey went last because he's like a celebrity now. He is right he's because a funny of Last guy. Comic. He's on Last Comic Standing. Joe Mackey, our buddy, and uh, there was like a line of like 30 girls lined up to take his picture and sign really? autographs, just like that overnight. And then as I'm on stage, people you can <laughs> see that people are mad that I'm not Joe Mackey. Yeah, and it's all these like teenage girls just looking at me, upset with me. That's great that he's a celeb. He's a funny guy. It's crazy. Very funny guy. Sweetheart. He's a nice guy too. Yeah, and he's kind of like, wow, he actually is that guy. Yeah, yeah. It's but not in a like contrived like 
Ooh, I'm a weirdo. It's like, oh, right. he's kind of got a, he's an a odd different duck. kind of sensibility, different yeah. type of, uh, what am I trying to say? He's a fucking weirdo. No, he's <laughs> he's got a different uh, vibe to him. Weird vibe, different vibe. But still easy to talk to. Yes, why terrific isn't he, Why isn't he sitting there instead of you? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a celebrity at all. Let's call him up. So, so how many do you do a week, you think? Like 15? 12? Spots? Specs? Yeah. Uh, I think usually like 14 on average. I average like two a night. And you started, I don't even know where, you, like you're just a guy who just all of a sudden I, you appear and like, who, who's this dude? Well, I've been around a long time. Uh, is he's treading on my turf. <laughs> well, I, I started in 2000, but I was such a drunk. I just did, I fucked around too much. Right. I do see people like at those, those, uh, not alt rooms or those bar shows where you're just like, oh, maybe, maybe don't have three drinks before you do your... Yeah, the seven minutes a week you get. Right, that's how I always was. The the drinking was uh, in the the shows were just in the way of the drinking, and then I was also very bitter. I was like, this industry, they don't know, because I started in Boston and I opened for like, like Dane Cook a few times in like '04, and then I started opening for DePaulo in '06. So I was like, and I moved here, and I was like, these fucking people don't know. Yeah. I opened for Dane Cook. God damn it! I was sort of that way when I moved from Florida, where you just kind of think. You watch, you go, oh, I can do that. You right, right. Like one of them, and you're like, yeah, you can, but probably not as well as you think you can. Right. The thing about New York is nobody gives a shit. That's the thing. Nobody no going, cares. Oh, my God, a new comedian moved here. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, Bob, right, right. I'm a new comedian. Right. So long, I mean, I heard I he did. we're pretty nice here, but it's no one cares. No, yeah. We don't need any more comedians. So right. Got me. No. Plenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, anyways, so I, I was around, and then I moved here in 07, but I just didn't. Uh, I kept going back to Boston, and I would just do spots at, like, Caroline. I never tried to go anywhere or get in anywhere. Uh -huh. I was like, I'll just wait for everyone to, people will just, surely people will just hear about my performances with Dane Cook and put me on their shows. Right. But, that, I mean, that is the way you, by going on and just getting people talking. Right, trying to get them to talk. Right, but I never got on anywhere. I would do, oh. like, two spots a week. So what was your big break? Well, like, I think when I quit drinking, that helped a lot. I kind of was just around and then started writing a bunch. And then, uh, I mean, big break is tough to say. I made, well, I mean, I'm going to make about $17,000. Why, why do you get to like work at the same clubs that I work at? Well? Um, That's what I mean by big break. Well, the seller I got in, in and DePaulo recommended me because I was working with him. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he had never recommended anyone. So I got in there. And I did one show and bombed and never got booked again. This is like back in 07. Oh, really? Yeah. I so did how like, did you get back in? I just waited until... Then I quit drinking and I came back like, a, uh, I guess, almost two years ago now. And I went back with like Gullman and I think Schumer was there and Bobby Kelly and they all put in words. Like what? Schumer, Gullman, Bobby, and Colin all like said something. And Esty remembered me. And so I was like, I'm different now. <laughs> I promise I'm good so now. You're the drunk guy who bombs. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was who I was. And then Stand Up New York in the Strip, Mike Vecchio, my buddy, got me in there. Uh, he was just like, you're too good not to be working here. He recommended me. Wow. And then The Stand, I think they just know me from doing Robert Kelly's podcast. You're going to really regret saying that you're too good comment. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to put that on a loop. Mike Vecchio oh, said that. Someone else said how great I was. That's classic humble brag. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Well, now I feel, now I feel bad. Awful. No, I'm joking. I don't care. Oh, thank I know God. what you meant. I'll probably get some angry tweets about I know this. What you meant. Do you get a lot of angry tweets? I used to get tweets because from Bobby Kelly's podcast. A lot of these are the, these O and A fans. They're animals. These people. I just did O and A. I did O and J. I guess for. Oh right, right, right. Time. Did anyone tweet at you that you're a no I, faggot some, or something? I was, no, for some reason it was a very mellow vibe. It was. Uh, 
I thought it was gonna. It might be a sensibility that I didn't necessarily fit in with, right? Because I'm a sensitive, edgy, artsy poet. Indeed, <laughs> but uh, they were really nice and they were respectful, and I didn't feel like I had to be like a tough guy or right. Maybe because Kumia left. Oh, I don't know. I've never I listened to the show before, but I a lot of speculate. their a lot of their fans are fans of Bobby's podcast. Yeah. Which I'm on regularly, so occasionally people will be like, and then uh, you know, Bobby, we all, we all bust balls and whatnot, and uh -huh. so I get people being like, "Hey, you're tiny mouth faggot!" <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what, I don't even know you. Yeah. Do you think I have a small mouth? Huh? I I don't know. I, it's not it's not something I've ever. It's not an immediate never, thing. I never would say, Joe List. Oh, he's the small mouth guy. Right? Yeah, that's what I am over there. Yeah, I no, I don't. So I appreciate it. How many, so you've done. Kelly, Robert Kelly. He was on when I did O&A. Oh, wow. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, funny guy. How, uh, yeah, he is. How often have you been on his podcast? I don't know what his podcast is. His is a once a week thing. His is pretty wild. There's like eight people on the show, literally, at a time. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little different than this one. And uh, it, it's a lot of just, there's no format whatsoever. It's just eight guys and it goes for two hours. No format. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Zero format, eight people. And uh, it can be pretty wild. It's a lot of yelling and ball busting and zinging. And it's uh, it's pretty crazy. And it lasts two hours. It's two hours, yeah. I did one live podcast that lasted two hours. And I was kind of like, well, that was, that was it, you know, you get a little, sometimes you're just not, you're just like, oh, I'm having fun. I'm not going to sit here and right. monitor but two hours, I guess, if it's fun, it's what's it's about the length of a movie. So yeah, and if you're driving two hours, oh my god! I think people love it. I think like a lot of people that listen are drivers. There's like truck drivers listen to the show and stuff, and they yeah. fucking love it. Everyone yells at us because Mark and I do an hour show, sometimes a little less, and they're like, "We got to have more." Really? And we're like, we're never I, doing I, more. Yeah, I I think I feel like if you're complaining about the length of my podcast, <laughs> you might want to explore other podcasts <laughs> pair mine with another similar length podcast oh like and then you'll have the perfect size podcast like tuesdays with stories for tuesdays instance stories. That'd be a, it's about an hour right? that'd be a great one yeah who what guests have you had on that we've had uh we've had gary goleman on he's our biggest guest i dropped the biggest guest up top you mean tallest guest we had uh joe de rosa on uh who else did we had sean donnelly dan soder Louis gomez to. yeah he but is he can bust his balls and he just he loves it yeah, we got real. We we were busting balls, and uh, maybe Joe and I weren't close enough to just only bust balls because it got to a point where it's just like, do we even like each other? Yeah, that, there is that thing where you get. To, there are some people where you're like, God, I, I, one of us has to break out of this. Right, right. It's, it's kind of weird. Relentless. Yeah, you got to kind of establish a friendship first. So you guys got real. Yeah, it got kind of serious. That was actually the first one we ever recorded, but we had to release it later because it, that's not what we wanted the podcast to be, is like Joe and I arguing. Oh, you were arguing? Yeah, it got kind of crazy. Oh, what were we arguing over, if I may ask? Well, because we were just shitting. I can't remember. It was like a year ago now, or more than a year ago, but we were shitting on each other. And then uh, I gave him shit because sometimes he'll say, uh, all right, what, what do you guys want to hear about? Do you want to hear about whatever? Ceiling fans yeah. or... Uh, oh, I love ceiling fans. Or, I do. Or, you know, uh, you know, dress shoes. I'm just, this is how I improvise. I just uh -huh. look around the uh, apartment. So he does that on stage, and I was giving him shit, but he was like, that's like a thing I do. That's a bit. You're shitting on my act. 
which I didn't realize it was his act. I thought I was just busting his balls about a right. thing he did one time. So then I felt bad because I don't want to shit on anyone's act. I just want to shit on their appearance and parents. <laughs> just their, <laughs> just their, you know, their their existence, right. their act. Their act is sacred. So then it got really uh, serious. We had to call and like talk about it afterwards. Really? We worked it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like anyone mad at me. I have a fear yeah, that everyone's I, yeah, mad at me. Like I'm a if real... I, if I, I've thought about that, someone calling me out on something, like on this podcast, and I go, oh, it's, I just don't air that. Right. <laughs> I click stop on my uh, QuickTime. Right. And it's it's over. Yeah, I, I don't see the point of like... But you guys... But there was some... Re- so you worked it out? Yeah, we worked it he's all re- out. He seems like a reasonable guy. Yeah, he's a sweet guy. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, I don't want to... The podcast can be weird sometimes because like with Bobby, you do a two-hour show and you're just in the moment. After a while, you're just hanging out with your friends. Yeah. And then you say shit and then you forget that it's just recorded. I might have said whatever, something off color. Or I called someone a cunt or whatever and you're like, oh, shit. I'll bleep that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of bleeping... Yeah. You just did... Uh, you did Letterman, what was it, a few months ago? Yeah, June 5th. That was a good so set, man. Two months ago. Oh, thanks. <laughs> did you have fun doing that? I loved it. I had a blast doing it. I felt really good. Who was the, who were the other guests? Uh, Elvis Costello. Oh, my God. Who I'm a huge Elvis. fan of. Yeah. Hey, did you meet him at all? I didn't, no. He was in the dressing room next door. I didn't want to bother him, and then I came off, and then he went on. I didn't even right. see him. But uh, Elvis Costello and Hugh Jackman, oh. who I also did not meet. I was on... Uh, it's on Conan with you, Jackman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I think we might have talked about that. But I didn't meet him, but I ended up meeting him at a restaurant after, years after that. But that's not, there's no story there other than that. You had a good in, though. We I got on Conan hit. together. We were on Conan. Hi, you don't know if you remember me. We were on Conan, I think it was 2002. Uh, can I be in the <laughs> So you went on second. I went on second, yeah. It was great. It was the best day of my whole life. Were you, how nervous were you? I was actually ended up not being nervous at all. It was really weird. I was nervous leading up because I have a horrible anxiety and I used to have, I still have panic disorder. It doesn't go away, but I used to have panic attacks and I was so scared that I was just going to have like a panic attack and have, I have this, this horrible fear of like, I can't go on the show. I can't, yeah. I can't do it. I'm always a fear, afraid of blanking or saying like something I'm not supposed to say right, right. that I would never say. Right. You know, just saying some horrible uh, slur or something. Right. Or some profanity that I'm not allowed to say that'll just come out of me just to torture myself. But right. that's, that's just getting your own head. Yeah. So I, I was really uh, like freaked out leading up. I was nervous about being nervous. It's like that uh, yeah. fear itself quote. Yeah. Right? Uh, so I was nervous that I was going to be nervous. And then... Uh, but I've gotten into all this sort of Buddhism and Thich Nhat Hanh. You familiar with that guy? No. Who's that? Oh, man. You should get into this fellow. Changed my whole life. He's a uh, Vietnamese Buddhist monk. He's like 85 years old. He's written like 65 books. And uh, he has all these great books. I have one on me now. I have one on all, all times. It's the only religion I've ever gotten into. It's really uh, great. It's all about living in the moment and breathing and being grateful. And uh, it's, it really helped me. Living in the moment's a good thing. Someone told me once, and it was, and it's, it's not something they made up, but just that. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's just, just psychology 101. That anxiety is spending too much time thinking about the past or the future. Right. And once I heard that, I was like, "Wow, that's kind of right. That's kind of perfect." And with Tick, neither one of those things actually 
exist. The past has already happened. That's over. Yeah. And the future, I mean, that could just may not be a thing. We don't even know that there is a future. So, so it's you're in a cult. Made up. You're telling me you're in a cult. Yeah, I'm in a cult, and uh, I'm a cutter. So did and, you... Uh, uh, so the Letterman set, though. I'm going to get oh, back to the so guy. I got it, yeah, so I got into Tick the So that day, I just woke up. I tried to just stay in the moment where I was like, I woke up, and I was like, well, I don't have to be nervous now. I'm not, the show's hours from now. Yeah, I just feel like at that, the day of, you're like, something's going to happen when I get out there. So Right. And so I went it's, to the... It is crazy, yeah. What'd you do? I went to the gym. I took a steam. I had lunch with... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a big name drop here. I'm friends with Colin Quinn. We went and had lunch. He's a very calming... I've been trying to have lunch with him for 23 years. <laughs> he's a very... Uh... No, he's a great, he's a great guy, too. Yeah, he's a calming presence. Where did you have uh, lunch? Uh, we had lunch downtown by his house, way downtown. So you, you went from Queens to go meet someone for lunch? I went all the way downtown to like the financial district. Now I just I, gave away his did neighborhood. Did you get crazy? Like, I always get crazy. Like, I just want to eat just the right amount of food. Yeah, yeah. Help me get through it. Right. Just the what? maybe three quarters of a cup of coffee. All right. And then... Uh, but at we the same just want time, the day to be over. Yeah, because the show shoots late. It was like a six o'clock shoot. There's times I've done it. You know, I've done laundry. You know, you just try to like I gotta. Right. I've thought about going to the movies, but I think I'd be too preoccupied. Right. Yeah, I once ran into the singer I know on the street, and he was, he was just wandering around. Like, what are you doing? He's, oh, I'm doing Letterman today. He just looked like he was going on this walk <laughs> where he's lost. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, might as well go for a walk. It's weird. It's kind of a fun feeling because you're out like getting lunch. People don't realize you're about to be on. Uh, you're going to be on network television. That is, yeah, I've had, I've had that happen. Where afterwards, where you like, I remember doing it once, and I just had them drive me to this bar that I used to go to, and I never go to like happy hour, but I was just like, I'm, just, I, I don't know where to go now. Right. And you're just kind of like in this bar. It's seven. You're like, I'm in a little, my little jacket. Right. Hi, I need a hi. I just just did Letterman. Right. <laughs> Anyone? Without, no, what? You don't know that? It's a weird uh, It's a weird thing. So I had lunch with him, and then I went, and my parents came down from uh, you know, Boston. They took the train out, so I had to go meet them at Penn Station. But that was kind of nice, too, because then my mind was on them. Right. Like They don't come to New York, so I was like, all right, let's keep them happy. And they actually got a hotel right by the, uh, the theater. So we just kind of hung out there. And then that wasn't too nerve-wracking. We had Chipotle. My girlfriend came, because then we were all just bullshitting. Then we are just hanging out. You had out. two meals? I had... Uh, oh, Chipotle sounds good right now. I love Chipotle. Oh, my God. It's one right across the street. Um, I did have two meals. Well, I had like a light... Uh, like I had like a croissant and a coffee. More, it was more of a coffee thing with, uh, <laughs> with Colin. And then uh, I had a nice lunch and then went over there. And then uh, Nick DiPaolo and Gary Goldman came with me, which was fun to have comics who have done the show before. You like that? Yeah. I think if it's the first time doing it, it's good to have comics that have also done it before. I don't know before. if I've ever brought a comic... Um, I brought you know. I guess I've gone there with people sometimes, or like managers. Right. Quite often, it's just alone, and you're just like, ah. See, I couldn't do it alone. I feel like that would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. I had my girl. I had a bunch of people. I had my girlfriend, my manager, and then those two guys. You got to have the right people. People like all those people know to stay out of your face. Right. A little bit. And then they've they've done it or whatever. And then uh, I just kept feeling calm. And then it got weird where I was like, I, I feel I still feel calm. I don't feel nervous yet. Yeah. And then I had like this weird feeling where I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to do this not nervous. Yeah. You're, I felt yeah, excited, kind of, but not. Uh, it's hard to figure out like, how am I supposed to feel? Right. Should right. I be terrified? Should I? You know. And then there's all the negative thoughts, like blank. You know what I already brought up. I'm not going to repeat myself. Right. But then I felt good. Then it's like also with Letterman. I think Conan now his show. Would be more nerve wracking because people sometimes don't have great sets on there. It's like a tough crowd. I know. 
But uh, <laughs> oh, why did you have a bad set down there? I've had a couple of sets. Well, I did. I've done the new Conan twice, and one first time it was not easy. Second time was easier. Yeah, um, but it wasn't. It, it was a lot better the second time. Because Letterman, I feel like you can't have a bad set. You can do bad jokes on Letterman, but they get laughed. Like, that theater is so hot. Yeah, that that is the hottest spot. Right. I mean, they couldn't be more on everyone's side. Right. And you just got to get the jokes out, and then... Right. And then you win. Are you going to do it again? I think so. The producers were like, yeah, well, we have enough time to get you back on again. And, they were, and I just saw I went with Tommy Jonigan to his a couple weeks ago. And they were like, we're looking forward to your second one. Oh, really? So I'm hoping I can do another one. That's great. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to be one of those guys that's just on TV a bunch. Really? I went a long time without being on TV. Uh, trust so me, I, don't, I don't think you want to be that. Why, is that no good? Story of my life. No, I was just trying to make, I was, trying to make, I was saying something egotistical. Ah, uh, gotcha. So you, what other TV have you done? Have you done a half I, hour? I No, I did live at Gotham <laughs> back in 08 or whatever. 09, maybe. 08. And I've done that Axis show twice. Really? Like Red, I've done Red Eye. <laughs> and, uh, that was the first real sort of TV I've never done Red Eye. Thing. Do you tape that at 3 in the morning, or is it taped at like it's 8? It's taped at like 8 o'clock at night. Okay. I haven't done it in a while. Then I did it twice. It is yeah. it fun? I thought it was pretty fun, I, I guess. I don't know. It's just to do kinda... it once, and I, I, I don't know. I either I couldn't, or I don't know. I did uh, TV. This is a fun story. I did TV on Sunday. I was on uh, last night tonight, last week tonight, with John Oliver. Oh, really? Sort of. I was dressed as a giant bean. I was wearing a six-foot bean costume with tights. You can't see my face. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh, sounds like thirty-five dollar extra work or something. It's uh, it paid eight hundred and sixty-three bucks. Did it really? And two meals. Yeah, it was like an after acting thing. That union is something else. That yeah, union stuff's great. And uh, then they're gonna rerun it. And you're gonna get like another six hundred. Hopefully. If they re- yeah, I guess they rerun. I don't it. know if they do rerun because it's a weekly show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, Josh Gonneman, do you know Josh? Yeah. He works at the show. He writes there. He does social media there. And uh, they had a sketch where they needed a giant soybean. And he's like, well, Joe's a real goof. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. I was like, does well, I it pay? I nervous to make that call. Like, well, he said, he's like, if I you're above you did this. Letterman, but <laughs> I have this role of soybean. You'll be in a soybean house and no one will recognize you and... It won't be fun. No, it sounds fun. Well, that's the thing. I could have done it very anonymously, but again, I, I'm a very open guy. I can't keep anything to myself. And I was like, it's funny. So I just tweeted it out there. You know, yeah, why not? Why it's not It's goofy. Who and gives it's a, a good shit? show, too. It's so funny. it's not like you did something on a good show. And, and you uh, made $800 for how many hours? I was there for like eight hours, but I did nothing. I just had my own dressing room. I watched the golf tournament. I got paid 100 bucks an hour to watch to golf. watch golf. Yeah. And it, that good. goes towards your after insurance. Indeed. Uh, I don't have, I'm not in the union. But You're not in AFTRA? No. Do I have to join soon? I don't know how it well, works. Well, usually what the way it works is you do, you'll do a TV show. You get like a couple. I think it's called Taft Hartley. This is getting really heavy duty inside. <laughs> but where they, I think they give you a certain amount of like freebies where you you don't have to join. Right. But then at some point you'll do a show and they're like, uh, can we? Can you come talk to us? And they're like, sign this. We're taking. Uh, your check for the dues because you're an after now. Yeah, because it's and it's like expensive, right? I don't, you know, it depends on uh, what. It might the initial. Oh, because it's SAG after now. Yeah, it, it might be like be, two grand or something. Yeah, it might be. It might be like that. Yeah, that always scares me because uh, I don't have that much money. Really, I have. 
I have. I mean, uh, if I can get real personal, I just cracked the five thousand dollar mark for the first time in my whole life. In your savings, or in my checking? In your checking, <laughs> I have zero savings. So you have zero savings. How old are you? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Zero retirement. Zero retirement. I'm going to take a guess. You don't have retirement. I have nine hundred grand in yeah. my retirement. <laughs> but I also uh, I have no debt. Most people that are thirty have debt. Yeah, I never ever, went to college or anything. So did you I, go to college? No, it was, I was about I started, to ask you that. I started comedy right out of high school. In the first, oh boy, you went and started in Boston, right? Yeah. So, God, which of these things? I think I want to ask you about not having money. That sounds fun. Yeah. So you have five thousand. You're checking. Yeah. So this is the most money I've ever had. I feel like I'm on the high horse here. Well, you got to take the uh, the soybean job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like I would take that job, though, if I made 50 grand. I'm like, that seems fun. It'll be a goof. I love that you think 50 grand's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> if I were one of those millionaires who made $50,000, phones people. But that's like my goal. This is why I got to get better at because I've, I've been a. This is why I've probably not been as successful as I should be. I have no goals. In my mind, I'm like, if I can make I never, 50 I, grand, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be that's something. That's good. That's better. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're going to be like, I need to make a million. Then you make a million. I better make two million. You're like, are you glad you made that million? Right. You know what I mean, those people seem unhappy. So See, I'm a happy guy. I'm happy with no money. Being, I think the fact that you're a happy, very happy, very poor person. Yeah, it's a good thing. But to me, this is like this is like unbelievable. Now I can just eat out meals because so for that, a while I had so, zero. money. So that's the the most money you've you've ever had saved up at one point. Is yeah. it interest bearing checking account? Why I don't, don't you think move so. like? Uh, why don't you move like three grand of it into some sort of interest bearing like savings account? That might be a good idea. I don't know anything. I'm a, I'm a complete do it this, Well, I'm no child. financial whiz, but if you're bank at Chase, you go, hey, can I move some of this into a checking, into a savings account? And right. go, yes. And they'll go, chicka, 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 on their computer. Right. And then you'll have a savings account. Is that all it is? And then you get interest on a savings account? Yeah, yeah. Do you really not even know what a savings account is? I get it. I think I get it. But I that's what it happens. To, I think it might be time for you to, it's never too late to go to college. Uh. All right, everybody. Uh, sorry for the abrupt fade out of this episode, but we had a little technical issue about 40 minutes in, which I still don't know what happened. But I'm a one man band, so I I have to uh, have to deal with these things. I'm a one man band. I like saying that. Check me out on Twitter at Todd Barry. I've got lots of tour dates coming up in the Midwest right now. I'm going to be in Kansas City tonight, but that's too late for you to see, because actually it might be tomorrow when you hear this. And then I go to Omaha, the Dakotas, three shows in Dakotas. I'm going to go to Helium and um, Buffalo. Where else am I going? I'm going to L.A. to the Ice House in September, Cobbs in San Francisco in September. Got a show in Jersey City in September. No, yeah, I do. And, uh, yeah, go to feralaudio.com for this podcast and a lot of other podcasts. And my website is toddberry.com. Sorry about the technical error. Maybe I shouldn't have brought it up, but I just thought it would be weird if it just faded out without the precious goodbyes that I usually say to my guests. Okay, bye. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives.
Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.